Welcome back to the Game Link Podcast, everyone. I'm your host, Lebby, and as always, I'm joined by my friend, uh, Elmer, here. Hey, hey there, ho there. The wizard is still our post there. Uh, this is a podcast where we talk about video games and their associated movies or TV shows. <clears throat> Tonight, we're talking about Uncharted. Um, and as I get this pulled up here, before we get into that, uh, how was your last couple weeks, Elmer? Uh, kind of crazy, to be honest with you. Um, I ended up having to work a six-week and then a five-day week uh, stretch. On top of that, just all of the Whoa. snow we've had impacting here in Minnesota. Yeah, I know it's been kind of an epic battle this way, that way, and every way to try to uh, kind of find some sort of sense of balance and normalcy. But simultaneously, eh, it's life <laughs> in your 30s. What's the worst? What's it going to do to you? <laughs> yeah, it's been uh, it's been a pretty busy or like hectic couple weeks. Um, yeah, I I can't say I worked as much as you did, but yeah, definitely a lot of that. Did you uh, did you like watch any good movies or see anything cool? Uh, pretty much just you know continued on with uh, the Mandalorian that is still going ongoing, which reminds everybody that Pedro Pascal is the uh, ultimate modern daddy that all of us have been thirsting <laughs> for um and then he's also continued doing that which just wrapped up last week on the last of us which mm-hmm. potentially was going to be our episode for this evening um which is going to potentially somewhat tie into this evening but we decided <clears throat> no our next in-person episode we record we're gonna have to talk about that and uh, yeah. yes i i've got a feeling you and i are gonna have words on that show <laughs> yeah that's uh that's one i'm definitely looking forward to um, but I, I, it's kind of good that we wait a week because then we might give some people to catch up if they're a little behind and we don't want to, you know, spoil everything. Oh, definitely. definitely. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pumped to talk about it. <clears throat> um, yeah, let's see. What did I do? Uh, so I've been playing the new Metroid Prime remake. Ooh. Um, they remade the, I think the first two on Nintendo Switch. So uh, I've been digging into those. Um, and I've also been playing uh, Final Fantasy IX for like the eighth time playing my way through that one. Um, it runs great on the Steam Deck. <laughs> but uh, I also picked up um, Need for Speed Unbound, uh, which is the new Need for Speed game. It was on sale for half off. And uh, it's pretty good. It's a lot like like their last one, I think Heat. Um, it's a lot like that, but it has some fun little graphics, and I think you can customize like the look of your car a bit more. So it's kind of bringing back to like Need for Speed Underground type of customization. So that's it's pretty cool. <clears throat> um, let's see what else. Oh, so Elmer, have you heard of uh, some of these upcoming movies this year? Uh, I heard that they're doing like a Wizard of Oz horror movie oh, called Gale. Yes. Yes, yes, I did hear about that one. There are a few uh, of those kind of horror movie adaptations (laughs) of famous properties that have now become part of the public domain because of the 100-year rule. Um, Things such as the Winnie the Pooh movie that just came out not that long ago. The the Grinch movie that is coming up soon. Uh, Yes, no, I did hear about that. Um, Ooh. Yeah, it sounds awful. They're also re- doing a Children of the Corn remake, and oh, 
That's from the guy who did Ultraviolet with our um, episode favorite actress, or I should say podcast favorite actress, <laughs> Ila Jovovich. Um, oh, God. Kurt Viemer is the guy who just did the newest Children of the Corn, and it sounds awful. It, it looks bad. Uh, but they are doing another Evil Dead uh, remake. So that I'm excited for. I'm predicting that's going to be my favorite movie of the year. (laughs) Well, you Um, were 100% correct when you predicted last year that uh, everything, everywhere, all at once was your favorite movie at that one point. And uh, yes, no, you called that correctly, especially with how the Academy Awards had it uh, set up last week, which talk about one of our favorite movies of the year, kind of, you know, knocking it completely out of the park. That was Yeah, yeah. The second I saw that movie, I was like, "This is gonna win some some awards. Like, this is the best movie I've seen uh, in in 2022." Um, so yeah, I'm excited about some stuff, but there's other stuff that just looks awful. Uh, <clears throat> but yeah, other than that, I um, I completely like disassembled and cleaned like every square centimeter of my Xbox 360. Um, because I realized I've never cleaned it since I got it like 15 years ago. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, it was real dusty and like the thermal paste was so dry. It was like chalk. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I'm glad I, I, uh, cleaned it and redid that before it like got a red ring or something. Um, I was going to say, is there any actual outside of, you know, uh, Microsoft swapping between hard drives. Is there any way for somebody in this modern age to actually remedy a red ring or not really? <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Red rings can be fixed. Um, what it is is uh, poor cooling. And so, like, the, the motherboard, like, warps and flexes. And uh, some of the some of the connections to the, um, the, the system memory and the CPU get, like, undone. So all you really got to do is, like heat it back up solder things back in place uh, it can be finicky but it's it's not that big of a deal i will never forget it when my xbox 360 red ringed in high school never forget it i was down in my parents spare bedroom that i had turned into the quote-unquote movie room i had my digital projector set up <laughs> i was sitting on the love seat i was playing battlefront 2 for the original xbox on my 360 projecting it on the wall my phone goes off i pick it up it's you and it's you telling me dude before yeah before you get worried i'm okay i was just involved in a car accident in the blue truck i'm like the blue truck you're like the blue truck i'm like oh no (laughs) i finished talking with you i made sure you were we you know we left our pleasantries said i loved you and whatnot made sure everything was okay Hung up the phone. I'm like, wow, poor Caleb. I started the game, or I unpaused the game, started playing. The game suddenly stopped. And my screen went black. And I went, what the fuck is going on? I looked up at my Xbox, and I saw the three LEDs, and I just went out the best, Mr. Bill. Oh, no! (laughs) Yeah, I I remember fixing a lot of those uh, back in the day. Like when I started my um, like repair shop and stuff, I used to I used to run an electronics repair shop. Uh, for those of you who don't know, and yeah, it was a lot of phones and a lot of Xboxes. And once I got to uh, once I got to water cool a PS3, which was pointless but cool. 
I will never forget you water cooling your NES uh, supercomputer you built in high school. That was oh, pretty yeah. cool too, though. <laughs> yeah, I built a full desktop PC inside of a NES uh, shell, and like the the disk drive came out the like cartridge loading tray and everything. It was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, anyway, um, <clears throat> I guess we'll start talking about Uncharted. Uh, so. Have you played any of the of the games, Elmer? I actually have. I played about a good third of the original Uncharted for the PS3 when I was in co- my first round of college back in about uh, 2010, 2011. One of my roommates had a PS3 that, uh, utilizing it as a Blu-ray player, just left it out in our living room. <laughs> and I played a good amount of the first Uncharted game. I had a lot of fun with that back in the day. Gotcha. Yeah, I uh, it was one I could never get into, but I did play a little bit of like a couple of them. Like I had one on the PS Vita, and for those fellow Vita owners, the first few years uh, you were really struggling to find pretty much anything to play. <laughs> um, so I, I did play a bit of Uncharted on the Vita, but um, I think I also own one for like the couple for the ps3 maybe maybe they had one on ps4 i don't know but they're uh the way i would describe it is a tomb raider knockoff that isn't as fun to control if that makes sense i'm talking about like the new tomb raiders not the old playstation one tomb raiders um but from what i remember it was just a lot of time spent on climbing animations and finding ladders uh, so, you know, like, like I don't know, like God of War or anything like that, when you're climbing, it's just a lot of, like, move, pause, move, pause. It's, it's just pretty much padding out the time. <laughs> but uh, the thing I would find interesting, the story, I never got to experience because I just never played enough to get any of it. So uh, I tried to stay optimistic about a Marky Mark movie. Um, it has it has a really good audience score and like a pretty poor critic score, so um, I'm sure we'll get into that later. But uh, <laughs> I decided to um, look up a little bit of info on the first game, which is called Drake's Fortune. Uh, came out in 2007 for the PS3. Uh, Naughty Dog. Uh, man, we're going to talk about two Naughty Dog properties in a row. Um, Naughty Dog decided to release Uncharted specifically only on Sony consoles. Um, and they made like a lot of Uncharted stuff. Um, I think there's three or four games in the main series so far. Then there's like a bunch of, yeah, four. Then there's a bunch of spinoffs and, and little side games. Um, but... Yeah, uh, the this first one is, yeah, they wanted to make something that like felt cinematic, but it was it was basically just Tomb Raider, and the treasure you're after is uh, the lost treasure of El Dorado. Um, but yeah, the game started development in 2005, and uh, they had to delay a few times because they would like completely redo. Uh, huge parts of the story or like have to recode huge like game breaking mechanics and things like that so they delayed a couple times but still two years 
isn't isn't so bad um around the time it was like the beginning of the ps3's life cycle so um that that like cinematic look and stuff wasn't too common back then so people were really like hyped about it because uh it looked so good but it was one of the first ps3 games so it also had a lot of a lot of glitches that it got some criticism for when, uh, when did the first game actually come out? Was it what maybe not like one of the launch titles, but was it pretty close to like being a launch title for the PS3? Yeah, it came out the the year the PS3 launched. Oh, because here's a question for you: Do you remember what uh, one of the main like launch titles for the PS, or at least how they marketed it to be one of the main launch titles? Uh, do you remember the game Resistance by chance? Oh man, yeah, I haven't thought of that game in a while. I thought you were going to talk about Killzone for a second. Well, I mean, that was also on the PS2, but uh, specifically Resistance I wanted to bring up because do you know who created Resistance? No, I can't say I do. That would be our old friends at Insomniac Games, the gentle, or I shouldn't say gentlemen, but the gentle programmers who also were the people that introduced us to the Ratchet and Clank as well as the Spyro the Dragon franchise. Yep. God. Because Naughty Dog, our good friends over there, what are the three other franchises outside of The Last of Us that debuted on the PS3, but who are the other three franchises between the PS2 and the PS1 that we all know and love? Ratchet and Clank and... uh, Not Naughty Dog. Oh, oh, Naughty Dog. Uh, Was Naughty Dog... uh, Crash Bandicoot? Crash Bandicoot. And... uh... What other one did they do? Not on PS1, but on PS2. Then they had two of them at the same time, actually. They had the kid-friendly one, and they had the kid-unfriendly one. Oh, boy. Ah, I feel like I should know this. Here's a hint. One of them is still ongoing. The other one is kind of laid dormant. Oh, man. I don't know. You're going to just have to tell me. I can't think. Jack and Dexter and our good friend Kratos from the God of War franchise. Oh, yeah, yeah. Two different uh, teams from Naughty Dog went on to do. And then for some strange reason, they came back together on the PS3 to start working on uh, Uncharted and branched off yet again for Last of Us. So kind of wild, kind of wild. Yeah, but it's like, um, I don't know if you remembered uh, PlayStation's attempt at like... uh, like a Smash Bros. type game called PlayStation All-Stars. They had Serdan Fortescue on that. Yes, I do remember hearing yeah, about that. Yeah, it was like, you know, all the, the PlayStation mascots, all the icons, uh, which I think I think they also had a Cloud from Final Fantasy VII, so that's who's in both, both fighting games because he's also in Smash Bros. Anyway, uh, <laughs> they had, like, Nathan Drake from Uncharted, so... Uh, Nathan Drake is pretty much a PlayStation mascot at this point. Um, they also had Parappa the Rapper, uh, Big Daddy from Bioshock. They had a, a pretty good lineup. I wish that game performed better. <laughs> Sorry, my dog. Um, Literally, Bethesda actually hoarded out the Big Daddy into that game. But uh, Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They, couldn't, they wouldn't get it into Smash Bros. in a million years, so... <laughs> oh, by no means. I'm just, I'm just kind of shocked. They're just like, yeah, well, let's Sony suck, you know, suck on our teeth for a little bit on this. Like, it's kind of shocked me. And it's like, oh, well. 
but uh yeah no nathan drake got pretty popular um they uh they wanted the game to to feel like a movie obviously and so they said in interviews that they took a lot of inspiration from films but i couldn't find which film specifically but i'll let you take a guess named after a state yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, Indiana Jones, The Mummy, uh, even Wait, even Indiana we, Jones. What? I thought you were talking about Doc Hollywood. <laughs> we even we even got some uh, some scenes that felt like the Goonies in this in this movie. So uh, pretty weird. But um, yeah, like I said, they wanted uh, like a cinematic game. They decided to go with an action platformer. Uh, and it's, it's so jam-packed with climbing animations. Uh, so I hope you're in, into that sort of thing if you want to check this out. Um, but, uh, yeah, overall it, it did well enough because they made a buttload of more games. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's not my thing, but a lot of people like it. Uh, you, you're going to see a lot of similarities with the game and the movie as far as like it it feels good but leaves you wanting a little something extra that's why i only played one third of it back in college <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah um but anyway what... a... oh, oh sorry i was gonna say it took me a second there to realize when he said you know they took a lot of inspiration from films, and for the most of it, it's a lot of climbing animation. I just went, wait, is he still talking about the video game, or did we move over into the movie without me realizing it? Oh, fuck. <laughs> little of both. Little column A, little column B. <laughs> um, but yeah, what did you find out about uh, this this piece of movie here? <laughs> this piece of movie. <laughs> P-O-M, piece of movie. Um <laughs> So you said this came out originally in 2007. Yeah, yeah. This movie has been in active development since 2008, thanks to Sony, the same <laughs> company that owns the PlayStation, and as well as being the people who are contractually basically binding Naughty Dog to their bend and wheel, at least with how you look at their performance from the PlayStation 1 up to the PS5 now. Um, anyway... They have been actively trying to make a movie underneath their former Columbia, now Columbia TriStar Sony uh, Pictures logo. They've been trying to make this movie since 2008, and they've had everybody since David O. Russell of Silver Lining Playbooks fame to Sean Levy of motherfucking Free Guy with Ryan Reynolds fame. <laughs> Back and forth bouncing between trying to get anybody to play this movie. I mean, let's put it this way. When David O. Russell was trying to make the movie, it was supposed to be our good friend Marky Mark of the Funky Bunch, Mark Wahlberg, playing Nathan Drake with uh, Robert De Niro playing Sully. And now <laughs> in this movie, we have, you know, But it's Marky been 15 years. Sully. Yeah. yeah, no, exactly. It's like, uh, that's how far 15 years can take you. You're just like, holy shit. <laughs> but... Uh, uh... Well, it's okay. I, I'm I'm not sure about you, but I'm sick of seeing Marky Mark in uh, in movies. He he really just he just hits that one note, and that's all he can do. You know. Yeah, I kind of loved um, 
I I shouldn't say kind of. I really kind of love Pain and Gain and him in that. It's just I'm less like, nah, he's smarmy enough. I could see him playing a good sort of smarmy character like a Sully or a Nathan Drake. But uh, this movie <laughs> was not the movie for them to try to play Sully or Nathan Drake. I mean, Jesus <laughs> Christ. But um, so originally this film was supposed to start shooting just prior to the lockdown that involved with uh, the 2020 uh, COVID-19 outbreak. And it was supposed to be originally directed by a guy by the name of Dan Trachtenberg, a gentleman who also directed 10 Cloverfield Lane. Um, about two months before production was supposed to start, he got pissed off at Sony, rightly so, because everybody else who's ever had to basically uh, work for Sony will agree that they are a fucking nightmare and a half. <laughs> Just look at everybody who's even touched the Ghostbusters franchise in the past 15 years. But um, so Trachtenberg left that, went on to write and direct Prey, the newest Predator movie that just came out last summer. Exactly. So at the last minute, uh, they hired Sony hired on. uh, Well, unfortunately, to say it, one of their little day players, a gentleman by the name of Ruben Fleischer, somebody who I do like and do do respect. He's the gentleman who also directed for us Zombieland one and two. Ooh. As well as 30 minutes or less with uh, Jesse Eisenberg and uh, not Riz Ahmed. Uh, uh, I can't remember his name from uh, Parks and Rec. Um, ah, shoot. Aziz? Yes, Aziz Ansari. Thank you very much. Yeah, I yeah. cannot. I feel bad I forgot his name there. But <laughs> um, uh, 30, minutes and, uh, 30 minutes or less with them. And then most recently, uh, Venom, the first Venom. He was too busy oh. directing. Too busy with this to actually direct a second Venom, but um, yes, no, he got brought in at the last minute for this, and then they got shut down yet again oh, because of because of COVID, and they didn't actually film uh, finish filming this movie until October of 2022. Jeez, or sorry, October of 2020, and then they didn't release it until February 2022. My apologies. Okay, slip of the tongue, slip of the tongue. Slip of the tongue. <laughs> yeah. Uh... Tom Holland, I I haven't seen too much stuff with Tom Holland because I'm not uh, a fan of superhero movies. Um, but it was really weird seeing him play Nathan Drake because it made him look like he was six compared to what Nathan Drake is supposed to look like. So it was kind of weird. Um, but, I mean, with how generic and cheese stuffed this movie was i mean it fit just fine uh and that's kind of like my whole thing about this movie is like it wasn't bad but it wasn't like good it was like i I think at one point i told elver like it it feels like they're intentionally trying not to do anything interesting Mm mm-hmm (laughs) every single time i look at my computer screen right now in the corner of it is the poster for this movie and every single time i catch it out of the corner of my eye i think it's the wrong poster i either think it's one of the sonic posters (laughs) i think it's the lost island poster i think it's It's, any other video game movie poster it's very nondescript and generic there is a lot of good talent behind this movie between acting as well as directing stunt stunt choreography and stuff like that i mean when people are actually fighting on screen they are fighting on screen when the cgi gets involved that's when everything gets a little but uh everything else no looks fantastic in this 
But yeah. I mean, you oh. can see the money behind it, and every time you look at it, you're like, well, yeah, that is a movie. Unfortunately, simultaneously, <laughs> like I like I described to you, this movie is the cinematic equivalency of eating pecans. <laughs> or cashews. Oh, sorry, cashews. Cashews yeah. is what I said, yes. You're, you're sitting there the entire time going, oh, I wish I had the classic Mr. Peanut that is Raiders of the Lost Ark, but hey, you know what? At least it's not the uh, pistachio and or the uh, dried almond that is uh, <laughs> Tomb Raider. So you know what? I'll take it. Yeah, it was... Uh... It was just weird. Like it, it, it felt like like an AI generated movie, you know, where it like hits all the beats you'd expect it to. <laughs> yeah, it was just it was just weird. Um, I, I I brought it up to Elmer that like I wonder if this was made with the foreign market in mind, you but know. But, like... I, but the question is, which foreign market? Because everybody who's in this is like. A North American star, and it's not like somebody That's who. You know, you... that it's funny that you mentioned uh, the new Mission Impossible movie, because that's one that that was made for the Chinese market in mind, and I feel like it's the it's the same thing with this one. Both of these movies felt kind of they had that same vibe where like they didn't want to do anything that was too interesting or too you know speculative. Um, like all the women, uh, were like evil betrayers, whatever. Uh, <laughs> there was no, um, like, like di- people with different sexual orientations portrayed or anything out of There's the ordinary. No it really felt like it was made with Chinese portrayed. audience in mind. There's no sexual, uh, sexual orientation portrayed. There's like no sex whatsoever yeah. to this movie. I mean, everybody in this movie is beautiful. You've got everybody from Mark Wahlberg. To, you know, Teddy Gabrielle. Spoiler alert, uh, Antonio Banderas is in this movie for a yeah. hot minute. And there is, like, no sexuality on screen. So, oh, my God. I guess uh, when I normally think of, uh, to a lot of the foreign markets, when they do their portrayals of this, I'm normally thinking of almost like the um, Transformers with Paramount or the uh, Iron yeah. Man 3 with Disney route, where they actually shoot scenes in China, where they actually go, oh, yeah. oh hey, fine. Oh, hi, famous Chinese actor. Welcome to our movie. Oh, hi, American audiences. How are you doing? I Let me be introduced in your movie, so to speak. So, yeah, well, there's not quite that in this, but... It would, it would also explain a lot of the, like, complete milk toast storytelling. You know how they, they telegraph everything and they, they go over things that previously happened, like, quite a bit. So it's almost like... They really want to make it clear what's happening to people who don't speak English. Uh, it's 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 weird. It feels gross, but it's like it's a watchable. Like if I went and saw this at a theater, I wouldn't feel like I wasted my money. But <laughs> you know, it would just be another thing I did. As somebody who went and wasted their money at the theater to go see this, I can tell you right now, walking out of it, I'm like, eh, I didn't waste it. Yeah. So. Uh, keep that in mind. Uh, your your parents uh, or your kids would probably love it, right? This feels like, come to think of it, this feels like the greatest episode of Where the World is Carmen San Diego we never got. I mean, it really does. <laughs> right? Like if this if this aired on on daytime cable and your your dad happened to watch it, he'd probably call you up and go, "Hey, Elmer, I I just watched this movie. It was it was pretty good." 
Whoa, 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 whoa. This is on Sony, so this is going to be on Crackle. Oh, thank God I didn't enable their Roku to have Crackle on it, or he probably would. No joke, uh, Elmer Sr., uh, sorry, Elmer II, I'm technically Elmer III, but Elmer II actually did call me back in the day and go, have you seen the new Robin Hood movie? I'm like, there's a new Robin Hood movie? He's like, yeah, look at this young kid in it. And I looked it up, I'm like, wait, you're watching a Robin Hood movie that came out, made like $5 million at the box office, and it stars the guy from uh, Rocket Man with Elton John, as well as the guy from the... Um, <laughs> What do you call it? Uh, Kingsman movies? I'm like, you're watching that uh, that movie? And he's like, yeah, I've watched it like six times already. It keeps playing it on cable. It's pretty good. I'm like, oh, <laughs> no. Oh, I'm like, okay, are you just watching it because it's something different? Or are you watching it because every time you see Robin Hood, you think it's the one with Kevin Costner? <laughs> oh, man. That's like, uh, it's like all these uh, the Bruce Willis movies coming out in the last few years. It's sad to see. I, I'm pretty sure he has dementia or something. He does. No, they were. They confirmed that uh, one. He was what a lot of people were suspecting. He was basically trying to make a lot of these movies just to try to crank out some less dough for a combination yeah. of the medical bills and stuff like that. So no, they were able to confirm that. But uh, the family did com- comment about a month ago that yes, unfortunately, Bruce Willis actually has you, been diagnosed with dementia in the past couple of weeks. You can tell. You can tell. I don't know if you've seen any. Uh clips of these new movies he's in but he if he has any lines at all it's usually just like yep uh-huh yep and so, also uh, un- unfortunately also on top of uh when it comes to actor tragedies and stuff like that we should probably address it oh um, it's gonna be a bitter very bittersweet one when you and i finally do the netflix resident evil series yep which which I mean, in some ways, thankfully, was canceled after the one season because something was dog shit. But everybody was loving him in it. Uh, rest in peace to the great Lance Reddick uh, of The Wire, as well as uh, the John Wick series and the, and uh, Fringe fame, who passed away in his sleep unexpectedly at the age of 60. You know, rest in power, dude. You were awesome was... in everything you were in. Yeah, it was, uh, it was really weird when I found out because I had no idea he was 60. Dude looks 38. You know, uh, it was crazy. But I, I don't know if, I don't know how much uh, Eric Andre show you've seen, Elmer. But he was on an episode of the Eric Andre show once. He comes out in burlap slacks, <laughs> hands chained together, and then he had a Jordi LaForge visor on his eyes. And he's stomping around going, I wish I was LeVar Burton. I wish I was LeVar Burton. <laughs> it was it's a uh, roots joke. It's a roots joke on top of fucking next gen. Oh my god. It was uh it was pretty good. I'll I'll have to send you the clip, but uh, Oh my god, please tell me he had a book in his hand too, so there's a reading rainbow reference in there somewhere too. No, I don't think so, oh. but I'll 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 look it up and I'll send it to you. But um oh, that's wild. That is fucking wild. <laughs> Yeah, he was a cool dude. So uh, rest in peace, I guess. Um, well, let's see. What even happened in this movie? Uh, this was a, a weird one because it made you feel like there was good guys and bad guys, but they're all just kind of bad guys if you think about it. 
Oh, if you really think about it, all of them are bad guys because it's like, oh, look, I'm a pickpocket slash a shitty bartender. And as well yeah. as, oh, hi, I'm a con man. Also, I'm also raiding, you know, actual historical sites and, you know, stealing everything I can for yeah. treasure out of these. It's just, yeah, it's just two different groups of of criminals that are trying to steal or find this this hidden treasure. Uh but you know Tom Holland is the main character so you're rooting for him obviously even though they're all pieces of shit. Well, here's kind of the funny thing is in the actual Uncharted game you murder a lot of people, which I remember oh, yeah. that being part of it when I remember playing it. I'm just you know, I'm just like, "Oh wait, you're not like an Indiana Jones type who's an actual archaeologist who is going there for, you know, academic, you know, educational, but you know, world heritage reasons." No, you're just a criminal. Yeah, no, exactly. In the games, you're just like, oh, hey, look, there's a guy who's on this dig site. Bang, bang, bang. And it's just like, I just killed a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, when they set it up in the movie, at least, they set it up to where you want to, like, find your brother who went searching for this treasure years ago and never came back. Uh, but, like, also, he was just the same, you know? I, I don't know. There's So there's no good guys. Uh, Tom Holland and Marky Mark team up but you know this is like the thing everyone teams up but everyone simultaneously hates each other and is constantly betraying each other uh, that means the audience is supposed to like them right yeah right yeah it helps you yeah it helps you kind of really connect with these characters you know uh so that happens throughout the whole movie is them working together and getting betrayed and working together and getting betrayed and following each other around the world whatever uh looking for this treasure um, there were some interesting fight scenes, a couple, couple, uh, little like lines in there that, you know, are specifically only for the trailer type of thing. <laughs> this, this movie was, was all about marketing. Uh, they put the marquee mark in marketing. <laughs> marquee marketing. Yep. No, there's no doubt about it. They had some sort of an uncharted burger going out at Wahlburgers during the production <laughs> of this film. We, we all know it. Yeah, the, the the Nathan Drake burger. Burger King has the Adam Scott burger. Oh, God. it's It was the Nathan Drake shake. It was the Nathan Drake shake. <laughs> the Nathan Drake shake. Uh, we literally yeah, but... put a fucking burger in a shake, man. <laughs> Come on, put a fucking burger down. I gotta go pray. That's, <laughs> that's my Marky Mark impression. <laughs> then I gotta go st stab the eyes out of a ch or Vietnamese man. Uh, <laughs> that's not me being racist. That's what actually fucking happened. It's like, what the hell, people? Ugh. You know, if he would have, he could have stopped 9 11. More of the story, everybody, go read Mark uh, Mark Wahlberg's Wikipedia. It is a trip and a half. <laughs> uh, yeah, so basically, yeah, it's just them getting in fights and stuff. Uh, generic movie happening for most of it. And then they end up uh, finding the hidden treasure, uh, which is two pirate ships shored up in a little hidden cove in a cave type of thing. Uh, which the second I saw it, I told Elmer, like, this is giving me Goonie vibes, <laughs> which apparently uh, Archangel... Simultaneously, <laughs> yes, simultaneously, Archangel is also going, Jesus Christ, can they go any harder into the Goonies right now? 
And then she literally shouted as I get the message from Levy going, wow, can they get any closer to the Goonies? She just yells when it shows the side of the pirate ship. She just goes, hey, you guys! <laughs> uh, yeah, so that was, I mean, like that that scene with the ships, the, the, the two short-up ships with all the gold end up getting airlifted by helicopters, and then this crazy helicopter chase slash fight scene occurs where people are jumping from ship to ship to fight each other while they're being flown over the ocean with helicopter. It, it was really ridiculous, but I suppose it's supposed to be the fun scene of the movie. So, But here's the thing, though. I'm not going to lie. I did have a lot of fun with that. It brought me back to a combination of, you know, Disney's Pirates of the Caribbean slash Tailspin. I'm having yeah. flashbacks of being, you know, like 10 years old watching that on, you know, Disney Afternoon. But uh, I will say um, it kind of snapped me out of it when Marky Mark looks down and says, hey, calm your ass down, Jack Sparrow. And I went, oh, the fun's gone now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this movie, like, if if you don't think about it, you could probably enjoy it a bit more. <laughs> I think I told Elmer at one point, like, I feel like it's supposed to be watched when you're just glazed over, you know? Um, considering how I saw that the North Branch Theater, uh, you are not wrong on that. <laughs> As uh, um, many people that we know will contest, one of my biggest passions slash hobbies in life is sneaking alcohol into movie theaters. Uh, movie theaters who see my name on a ticket run in fear. I'm not paying your goddamn uh, food fees. <laughs> but uh, anyway, yes, no, uh, with how I think I had at least one about uh, Foster oil size can of local Minnesota brew down my gullet at that point. And I remember this movie being <laughs> a hell of a lot of fun. I'm just glad I didn't drive home after the fact. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if there's enough alcohol for to make this movie fun, but and it wasn't it was, wasn't bad. I had to get up and start cooking when like the ending of this movie happened so i don't even know how it ended but i'm assuming happy ending right elmer the gal who is the voice of willow on disney's the owl house had a motherfucking pirate ship dropped on top of her (laughs) um they realized that um spider-man had a pocket full of gold that he then gave to marky mark of the funky bunch not amy winehouse was chasing after them on a speedboat and then it turned out that um, Spider-Man's brother was still alive in a post-credit sequence. Oh, cool! They set it up for a sequel. That's definitely not going to happen. Uh, this made four hundred one million dollars at the uh, international box office. It's oh, getting a sequel. It it was for an international audience then. It had to have been because you're the only person that I've heard that actually went and saw it. <laughs> well, when you l- literally release it in February of 2022, uh, you know that you're setting this one up for success and a half. <laughs> uh, interesting. So, can we even do bop or flop? Everything about this is so middle of the road and milk toast. Yeah. I really don't know how we can. Okay, what? what do you have any... Any praises or complaints, either way, go for it. Okay, praise that I will give it is that the movie itself 
the tone of the movie itself knows what it is. I mean, it knows that it's full of shit and it kind of rolls with it. So I will give it that. It looks uninteresting and the writing of it is uninteresting at the same token. But everybody who's in it is kind of going on the same level. No one is like beating each other out and like overacting or underacting the movie. I will give it that. So, no, at least it knows what its tone is. And that's yeah. kind of fun. Although I will say the the Nolan North cameo in it, it just had me go, <laughs> oh, look, cameo. And you're like, what cameo? And I'm just like. Nathan Drake's the dude on the uh, lawn chair there, and you're just like, oh, I kind of figured that was somebody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they it it definitely feels like everyone's supposed to point and go, oh, that that's someone, but I just didn't know who who it was. Well, that's the funny part because that was how he acted. He's just like, hey, you guys okay? They're like, yeah, no, we're fine. Huh? You looked a little bushed. Yeah, we fell out of an airplane. Huh? It happened to me once. And the look on his face is, fuck you, contractually, this should be me. Right? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I feel I feel the same way. Uh, this, this movie just kind of played it safe with everything and just, like, yeah, had a lot of, like, talent behind it. But, yeah, nobody stands out, nothing special. It's just, like, everyone came and, and did a good enough job and went home. Uh... So I wouldn't I wouldn't say it's a it's a buff because don't go seeking out this movie, but it's not a flop either because like it's it didn't it doesn't feel like a waste of time you know it's a coherent experience so uh, if you're really bored and need something to watch I guess go for it. It's the cinematic equivalent of going to the laundromat. Let's put it that way. It <laughs> sucks to fucking be there, but at the end of it, you're glad you did it. So th that's, you know what? Ron Howard's cocoon is in the same boat as this because literally I have been to the laundromat, looked up on the TV, and cocoon was playing. This is <laughs> the cocoon of video game movies. It was me stuck at the laundromat looking up and going, Huh, yeah, sure, I'll watch this. And me sitting there watching Cocoon while my fucking <laughs> sleeping bag was in the tumble dry. So yeah, it's like, no. uh, gosh, there are these, there are these YouTubers, uh, Eddie Burbeck and Ted Nivisen. Uh, they were driving across country to visit every rainforest cafe. It's a great video if you want to watch it. <laughs> uh, their car breaks down at one point, and so they're sitting in this auto shop waiting for hours, waiting for their car to be repaired. And they just have Saving Private Ryan on loop in the lobby of this auto shop. Just full volume. <laughs> uh, oh, yes. Also, rest in peace, Tom Sizemore. This is the last time we uh, did an episode. But, um, oh, fuck. I don't know why. That hit me the right way. Just... <laughs> uh, yeah, that's good stuff. But, um, okay. Anyway, uh, I think that's about it. Uh, if you want to catch our, our video, or if you're watching the video and want to catch us on your favorite podcasting app, go to gamelink.click. You'll find all our links to everything there. Um, next time you see us, hopefully we'll be in person doing uh, The Last of Us. Uh, we're excited for playing that. Um, but yeah, anyway, uh, do you have anything else to add, Elmer? Off the top of my head, no. I think we should be golden. Um, once again, rest in peace, or sorry, rest in power, Lance, the great, the late great Lance Reddick. 
Which, uh, speaking of which, with uh, John Wick Chapter 4 coming out soon, you and I need to think of a good time that we can sneak in and see that at the same time. As well as potentially we might be able to think of a way to, uh, you know, I don't know, uh, do a Dead to Rights or an actual Honest to God, uh, like, good episode of Max Payne 2 to it. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, we could could think about making that work. But, uh, yeah, anyway, uh, we'll hopefully see you real soon, guys. Have a good night, guys.